Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we build products in public. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we share our struggles, our wins, and everything in between. I'm Brian. I am in Bar Harbor, Maine, and I am feeling homesick. I am Benedicta. Today is June 29th, and I am feeling recharged and back in Oslo for 24 hours. <laughs> and I'm Benedict. This is episode number 97, and I'm feeling a bit scared. And that's oh, not no. because of the thunderstorm that's coming up. Okay. It, is it because you're scared that, that my internet is going to carry me about two, two and a half minutes through this episode? <laughs> Yes, that plays into it as well. Yeah, but I get into the details later. Um, yeah. So, Brian, you you missed last week. How are you doing? What's up? Oh man, yeah, I'm I'm I, I'm feeling frustrated with just the just the the day to day, you know, bit of all this. Like for sure, the internet is frustrating, but it's just also been really tiring and exhausting to try to get into just some kind of rhythm but um it was i i enjoyed getting to listen to last week's episode as a listener uh it was funny like i'm gonna go for a walk and listen to my podcast that i'm not on um (laughs) that was that was funny um but yeah i mean the so the, the updates i didn't get to share you know last week is that i've i've made some really good progress on the you know, the, the jobs to be done app turning the, you know, the quantified, um, survey, uh, deliverable that I've been doing for clients, turning, getting that into a place where it can be presented and shown and, um, had a ton of help from my friend Richard, who I've, who's like been on and, um, if you heard me talk about him plenty. Um, so thanks Richard. Um, yeah, it's, and so I'm, I'm going to be able to show it to, uh, show it to a client today and it's, I'm feeling a ton of momentum there. It feels really, really good. It feels really good. Um, what was so how did you manage the, to, yeah. Oh, there's a dog. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> how did you manage to carve out time? Because we talked about that last or two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's basically just taking, taking that advice of, don't don't feel like I, I need to do, you know, an hour or two, you know, of work straight through to, to make any kind of progress. Just kind of started chipping away at it, um, got it into a place where I could, uh, you know, to, to some degree share share the code over to, to Richard and say, OK, this is where it's ugly. This is what would be ideal. This is where it's working decent. And um man, and just having somebody else pitch in on it for a, a handful of days and just make so much progress felt like this big boulder just being unlocked. Do you know what I mean? Um, like sometimes you, you need a little bit of help getting the momentum going. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is, it has worked. It is. I'm, I'm feeling pretty darn good about it. So I'm going to, um, cool. yeah, yeah. I need to, so I need to revamp, you know, some posts on, on my site, brianray.com. There are like a handful of jobs to be done articles I've written that get the vast majority of like my organic traffic. And so I need to take a a fresh look at those and see if I can incorporate 
you know, a little bit of, uh, of the app and what it can do into those posts in a way that feels natural and, and see, you know, if it, if it generates any sort of, uh, traction or, or resonates at all. So mm-hmm. I've also Sounds heard good. that it's, it's good to have like an opt-in form at the bottom. So even though the post doesn't <laughs> talk about the app, yeah. but it talks about a yeah. topic around that a similar topic, even though it doesn't showcase the app, then you could have like, I'm working on an app and then people can sign up for news about yeah. the app. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And the, the, the other thing that I want to, you know, it will integrate into my existing consulting side is the main thing that people sign up for um, in terms of lead generation over there is this jobs to be done resource library. That's just like basically my Google drive with a bunch of stuff in it. And mm-hmm. so, you know, one of those follow-up emails, you know, I can include, uh, you know, some some stuff about it uh, there as well. But yeah, you're totally right. Like a an opt-in form to learn more. Um, all yeah, also all sorts of things I can do over there. So that's that's the that's that's what the probably the second to next <laughs> step, I guess. First will be share it with this client. Second step, show it with a couple of the other clients that I've done this for, and and then. Uh, yeah, see about integrating it into my normal traffic. We'll see where it goes. Nice. But, that's I'm that's decent progress. Yeah, the I mean the I mean the good news is, you know, I I'm able to do the vast majority of that just entirely offline. Um then, <laughs> it's a new world. It's like, yes, I can yeah. do it offline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then just find a, a little patch of of internet to to push my changes up when I need to. But oh yeah. Over yeah, overall, man, I'm I'm just really feeling pretty worn pretty thin. Um just through the what what uh yeah, just through the adventure of of trying to make this you know year on the road life um come to come to fruition it's been it's been tiring um one adaptation after another and so still still trying to piece it together and um yeah we'll we'll see some some glimmers of hope but still pretty much just a a struggle and a grind for example i i don't think you all just heard what i just said we didn't. <laughs> well, we heard grind. Did you say yeah, anything well, after there, that? Yeah. No, that's that's about it. That's, oh, we heard that. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess we can't tell if you if you if you stop talking or if it just dropped out. <laughs> Fortunately, this is this is my week to edit, and so I don't have to feel I'll I'll be the one shouldering all this. But uh, um. Let's, the, so the other thing that I can that I can share is on the on the board game side of things. Our artwork is starting to come together, um, nice. and uh, so as when as we finalize that, then getting a landing page. Speaking of opt-ins, <laughs> getting a getting a landing page uh, spun up with just a little bit of introductory stuff about the game. You know, sign up to to stay posted or to stay updated, et cetera, et cetera. We, I, I feel like we're, I feel like we're a solid month behind on this, um, where we, where we want it to be by now, but I'm, I'm pretty hopeful that, that once this artwork comes together, then we can get something spun up, uh, pretty quick because we're, we're ready to start gearing play tests back up, um, entering a, a contest or, or two 
And so having, having that in place, I think will be a big, uh, be a big win. So that's, that's what's, that's what's shaking on my side. Good. I mean, good progress. I, f- I feel productive, um, on, you know, in a couple areas, it's just felt like every day is a new hurdle. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Got any fun road stories for us? <laughs> no. Or uh, well, by fun, I mean interesting for the people yeah, who are not I mean, involved. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like, I mean, the, the, the thing about it is like, there are these incredible, just amazing experiences sprinkled in. We, um, you know, we went up to the top of Cadillac Mountain in Acadia National Park and saw the first sunrise that that hits the United States, the first place that 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 the sun hits. Um, the the kids are like, you know, have played on the beach of Lake Michigan. Um, you know, just incredibly funny stories that uh, you know, that, that are the funny like inside jokes and laughs that we're all having together. Like those those things for sure exist. Um. And it's just it, the, the, the balance, like the ratio right now is not, it's just, it, it just needs to tip a little bit more in that direction because <laughs> the, the memories, the memories are here, but, but right now it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, I mean, yeah, full of total honesty. Like it's, it's just too much for me right now. So mm-hmm. trying to, uh, trying to recharge. Um, but I mean, the answer Benedicta is like, the first stories that come to mind is how we got a flat tire on the way to this campsite. And then the air conditioning quit working yesterday. And so I have to figure that out today. And it's like, Oh yeah, of course it did. Um, oh, <laughs> but you are on, yeah. you're, you're not in the heat wave, right? Cause I read there was a heat we wave are, in the state. Yeah, there. So there's a big heat wave out, out West. There's also mm-hmm. a heat wave here in the East where we are. So yeah, it's pretty darn hot. Oh, um, but it's okay. I mean, I, I know what's going on and I can fix it temporarily. I just need to figure out how to fix it permanently. Yeah. So (laughs) that's, that's on my to-do list today. (laughs) You're going to be so handy when you come back from this trip, you're going to feel like you can tackle anything. Yeah, I can. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Try drive anything anywhere and, and, (laughs) yeah well benedict i want to hear how's how's your mini vacation how's how's how are things in the land of queen the mini vacation the mini vacation was great uh we just came home this morning and we i guess we left saturday morning and came home this morning so it's only been four days First at three days. I can't even count anymore. That's how recharged I am or how like relaxed I am. That's um, a good sign. Yeah, but I really like it when it's it's it just feels longer when you go do something like completely different. So we got on the boat on Saturday and kind of just like got everything on the boat and then we um left from the harbor and just kind of sailed around the Oslo fjord. We didn't really have so our captain Alistair um he He's more about the journey and the process and the people. So it's very like low key. We just kind of got to the other side of the Oslo Fjord, which is like, should it takes like 10 minutes by motor, but we, we uh, sailed a little bit down and then a little bit up. And then, cause we wanted to go for a swim. So just like super relaxed and our phones, you know, died somewhere there on the second day. Um, 
because we didn't have land electricity. So they, you know, no phones, just kind of hang around, um, just laying around mostly, which is super nice. I'm very, very recharged. And it's uh, super cool to just be like completely offline for a couple of days. So yeah, great stuff. And um, Alistair is also a performer. So he put on an eye patch and he has like a stuffed parrot and played around with the intern Lillian. Um, and I think I shared that photo with you and, and Benedict was like, so you even vacation on brand <laughs> since we have <laughs> since we have that Queen Ray and the National Mob Pirates is like, yes, of course. We vacation <laughs> everybody vacation on brand. <laughs> um yeah, so, but we got, you know, I got that thing where, yeah, I want to go for a longer trip now on the sailboat. Like, we've done this twice, just like four days. I've done sailing before in the past, but um, I would like to go for a longer trip. I don't want, not a year, <laughs> but I would like to do maybe two or three months. And the captain is convincible. So we'll see. Sometime down the road, we'll we'll do something similar to van life or trailer life. Um but, and we, I'll be the one with the internet problem. No, we're going to try and stay around Norway and Scandinavia and we'll probably have 3G or 4G or 5G all the way uh, along the coast, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, that's the VK. So go to my Twitter and you can see the photo I was talking about. Um, and then I could go into my update, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's happening on the business side of things? What's happening on the business? So nothing much the last four days. Um, but before I left for my vacar, actually right after our recording last week, I managed to figure out how to um, deactivate a Stripe product after X number of purchases using a serverless function and a Gatsby function, of course, because I am launching a Gatsby function um, seminar, I think we decided to call it this summer. So that was pretty cool. because. Um, that's one of the things that Stripe don't do for you. Like they, it's mostly digital products and SaaSes. So it's like, usually you don't want to deactivate. You just want to keep on selling, right? You just, wanna, <laughs> so it's not, um, it's not usually if you have like inventory, usually have some um, specialized kind of SaaS or software in the back. But I managed to make, it's like a little bit hacky, but good enough my use case where I update a meta, um, Meta, the Meta thing property uh, on the product, and I I add the checkout session uh, ID, and then I keep on just adding that to an array, and then I can then count how many unique session um, session IDs that are on there, and then I also have the number, like the total number in there as a um, Meta property, and that worked pretty well. And it works even if people like keep calling the function because that's one of the things, right, with serverless functions is that you have to make sure that it will run several times, even though it should only run once. Like it could potentially just keep on being triggered because Stripe will re-trigger it if there's something wrong and there might be something like it might uh, interpret you know, a non-answer as something wrong and then trigger it again. Or somebody else could just like trigger this function if they know the URL. So I was pretty pleased with myself when I found a solution that, you know, would take that into account. Obviously, if it hits at the exact same second <laughs> to purchases, I might get like one off, but that's good enough for me for this um, project. 
So for my Gatsby uh, function or Gatsby summer functions with Queen Ray and the Natamob Pirates, um, I now can then limit the lowest plan to 30 people and then there will be five people and then three people at the top plan. And I had a coaching call with Jonathan Stark, my um, my favorite when it comes to business advice. Um, and he said that that would be really good to kind of, I can now ha also have a countdown because I now have this data. I can also ask for that data and I can then have a countdown on the page. which creates a little bit of urgency. If anyone buys though, if nobody buys, it will create the complete opposite of urgency, but hopefully it will create a little bit of that urgency for, um, for people purchasing and making the decision. And we're launching on Thursday from my cabin. We're leaving for the cabin tomorrow, and then we will launch summer functions on Thursday. And I only have like a million things to do before then, but it will work. I'm gonna shoot the video. <laughs> do the video. I have to make like a epic tweet thread, launch thread. Um, so another million things, but a couple of things that needs to be done. But. Super pleased about that function. <laughs> uh, and it's also so meta. Will you include it in the course itself? Yeah, I was thinking about that. So one of the things that I was going to ask about, because um, yeah, Jonathan Stark talked about, it could also be good to have like a webinar, a free webinar before uh, sales end on July 17th. That could be maybe an, an intro to Gatsby functions that anybody could sign up for. And then I can pitch my summer functions program at the end. Uh, so that's like one thing I could do as a promo. And then I also thought that I could just jump on one of my live streams and kind of go through the uh, the deactivation of the Stripe product as kind of like a marketing thing. Cause that's super meta, right? That you're like, <laughs> <laughs> I used to get to the function I created for the, for the program to market the program. So I think that could be cool. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe I'll add some because I haven't I haven't figured out what week five will be yet. So I'm thinking maybe it would be something pay, like something with Stripe and maybe authentication to create like a membership, like part of your site could be because then it would be password protected content or auth content protected content and then Stripe to like really make something super complex for that fifth week but we'll see what yeah. i'll give away this code for free right it's on there on the <laughs> it's already out there on github i think i think something uh something stripe or payments related would be a good addition um because like that's the one thing i think that's the one thing well yeah form submission was one thing i did with like netlify functions in the past mm -hmm. and the other thing I'm not sure if I ever deployed it, but at least doubled around with was like accepting payments on the website. Yeah, um, yeah, I think with a with a with a function, yeah, yeah. Because I think now though, with payment links, you you don't really need to have the server side uh, of it, but you can get some more customization if you use the kind of the checkout and you have a serverless function. Then you could send people back to your own thank you page. Well, when you use Stripe payment links, it's it just says like a check mark you've paid and you can't send people back anywhere. I think they'll add that. But at the moment, there will always be more customization available if you create a serverless function that can create that checkout yeah. or create that checkout session for you. 
So yeah, maybe some payment. People like payment. Yeah, I think I'm gonna give it a thank. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a thank. <laughs> but also, you yeah, can just I, have. I think, yeah. I think it might be fun, especially with Stripe. You get to test setup, so you don't have to actually like don't have to do do a lot of things or get an account somewhere. Or, well, you have to get an account, but you can just use the test account and play around with it and. Yeah, they make it pretty nice. Just card a million dollars and stuff like that. (laughs) And then you could also, I guess, I remember if I remember correctly, when I was setting up Stripe last time, you could even accept real payments before you're verified, but you just can't take the money out. I think you can like get, so you can start the process of accepting money before you've had all those checks in place, I think. might be a, true. Yeah, I don't I don't know. But it's been a long time since I set up Stripe, so <laughs> they change yeah, that like yeah. pro- process all the time. Um, but yeah, so we're launching yeah, launching on Thursday. And I forgot to ask you, um, you and Brian, if you were okay with discount codes on this show. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so if you sign up on Thursday with slow and steady, we will give you and I'm making this number up right now. Thirty <laughs> percent off. We'll give you thirty percent off. <laughs> nice. So we link. The, we probably post a discount code in the in the show notes, right? Yeah, in yeah, the show we, notes. We so you, just do that. If you listen to this, but don't share it around. You know, it's just for the for the audience of Slow and Steady. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then yes. Paul Benedicta had did a little show and tell as I was talking about. I didn't do much for it. I just kind of showed. I realized it was only supposed to be five minutes, and I was last, so I just did a super quick one. I think mine was like three minutes, which was good because it was obviously above time because nobody usually can do a show and tell in five minutes. So they, I think, they were happy with mine being super short, but it was fun to just um, show it. And then I was going to ask if you've ever had this conundrum because somebody requested me to be a speaker at an in-house lecture series where the people in the consultancy was going to learn about topics and the person that asked around for someone, for people to like let them come with suggestions about who would be their dream speaker. And I came up, I felt like I felt very, you know, nice. my ego was That's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I think I wrote back, this was a couple of weeks ago, and I wrote back that um, I could do a, a lightning talk 10 to 15 minutes for free because I can do those pretty much um, without, I can just have the slides and I've done many of those, but as soon as it gets to be like 30, 40 minutes and it's more educational, I spend so much time kind of making the material and trying to make it, um, especially this like end-to-end encryption, which is will probably be the topic of my talk or like how to make privacy-first applications. Um, so I'm like, you know, what do you charge for something like that? And do you charge for it? Because most people are like, well, it's a marketing opportunity for POW, but then you know, how many potential users of POW is there in the tech agency? Like, not that many. <laughs> so I don't know yeah. if the marketing opportunity is great. Do you have an experience? I, yeah, I, I, I think I agree. Like, it's probably not worth doing this as a marketing opportunity, um, at least not for POW. <laughs> I mean, it could no. be a way to build a relationship and maybe get a consulting gig out of it, but who knows, to be honest. Yeah. Like in the past, like when I did like, well, I I never did like 
a talk or something like that, but I did some like in-person coaching um, in, in the past. And like the minimum we usually charge for those was um, the time it took to, to like be on site and, and do the, the workshop or whatever, plus the time that we, uh, that it took to prepare it and then just times the regular hourly rate for, for development and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there's also the argument that you're having way more effect with like a workshop and something like that. So maybe double your consulting rate because mm-hmm. like if all, if it works out, yeah, you're teaching like 10, 20, 50 people. Um, so the, 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 the upside for the company should be bigger than you developing for like eight hours or something like that. Yeah. yeah and it's also the so, thing yeah. about like, if you do something like that, I feel you also need a break after being kind of on for an hour. So if you do 40 minutes yeah. of questions, then it's not like you're just going to jump back in and code on your own things that like the second you, you are off the call. Cause this will obviously be online since we're still, um, yeah. thing, um, traveling. So I have to give that a think, but it was still an ego boost. Like, it's nice to be asked, like, you know, people <laughs> like, where did they hear about me? Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. um, so that was super cool, but it was around like privacy. Cause I was like, well, I can talk about Gatsby, but, um, it was more on the, on the private, not security, the privacy part, um, of my, of my experience with, with POW. So we'll see. And also I have to think about yeah. like, could I sell this to more people? Like, could I do an intro to privacy first applications and then have several clients? Then it would be worth kind of making an investment and in creating a really good talk or workshop, I guess. You know. Yeah. The yeah. question is, do you want to do it? Like, I, <laughs> do you want to be a coach? Like, do you want to do like... Uh, I don't think I want to do co like I with with um with my uh with the summer functions it's it's stuff that I know really well and I would like to help people also on a coaching level but the the kind of privacy things I know more on a high level and then I use a framework that I know kind of that I know do this for me so I still I can yeah. talk about encryption so that people get enough knowledge that they can also use the tools and the frameworks and make informed decisions, but I don't want to like workshop them creating encryption <laughs> or using the encryption API in the browser, um, which I, d- I did just to learn, but I'm not good and like, I don't have enough experience with that to kind of do workshop on like that low level uh, things, but I could learn, but I don't think I want to do that. I want to focus on POW and Gatsby. So um, yeah. yeah. Do I want to do it? Hmm. Well, maybe not this fall. I'm going to give that a think. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody listening has any experience in like what to charge for these things and how they structure that, let me know. You can reach out on Twitter yeah. or somewhere. Honestly, sounds something like Jonathan Stark has an opinion on. Oh, he, def- he definitely will. I just don't have the, I, he just raised, so I finally thought like, and now I probably, I have the money for like private coaching as like a four month private coaching program. And I was like this fall, you know, maybe I'll go for that because I'm ready. Like I feel ready to do more of these strategies. And then this December or like the, between like the year, New Year's Eve, I guess. He doubled his prices. And I was like, well, 
I don't no, know. I don't feel I, ready anymore. <laughs> I don't know if I feel that ready. <laughs> well, I do feel that ready, but I have to like recalculate. Do I will I get the value back? Like with the last prize, like yeah, I would definitely get the value back. But now it's like, well, then I have to work even harder if I'm going to get that money back. And am I ready to work that hard? So we'll see. But at least I got that like an hour um, of coaching on the course to get all my ducks in a row. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So before we go over to you, Benedict, uh, the reason why you, why Brian is not chipping in is because he is no, <laughs> he is no longer with us, internet-wise. Yeah, he dropped out once once more. So. Well, good thing we did him first then, so we, we got an update this time. Yeah, that's that was smart decision. <laughs> <laughs> so have you been working on double opt-in? <laughs> yeah i have no surprise there but honestly like i think it's in a good enough shape by now that i should probably just deploy it but i'm kind of scared like that's the thing i was mentioning in the beginning like i'm scared to to merge this and roll this out because like it once again touches the very core of user list and i'm worried that if i mess this up it will be horrible for everyone and especially for me because I have to then figure out what I messed up and fix it after the fact. So yeah, uh, you are definitely yeah, on know. the hook. Like if yeah. it doesn't, mm -hmm. but you said behind a feature flag last time where you do have these like feature, you enable something for me with a feature. It seems like you have a pretty solid yeah. system. Yeah. Like that's, in part, that's true. Like in theory, I can enable this feature on a per account basis, mm -hmm. but on the code, it still touches everything. So yeah. if I mess something up and the feature flag doesn't quite work the way I want it to, like it might still have effects on other users. Mm. And I don't know, I maybe I should spend some time this week and just like double check everything and maybe run a few more tests, uh, like either write some automated tests or just do some manual testing. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, just bite the bullet and ship it and roll it out and enable it on your account, for example, um, and just see what happens. Because like in the past, like some things I worried about and deployed and everything was fine and other stuff I didn't worry about and deployed and it broke everything. So in the end, I I can be as diligent as I want if I have a <laughs> blind spot somewhere. That's just how it is. I yeah. Yeah. If you have some like semi um semi public uh staging environment or something like that, you could also let me and like give me an account there and I can like poke around because I'm pretty good at crashing stuff. That's like, one <laughs> that's one of my superpowers. <laughs> my mom was a CTO and before that a developer and all of the quality people always said that like her code was really well kind of tested before it came to test it or quality control. Mm -hmm. And then we also, we've joked a lot about like, it's a genetic thing. Like we'll crash. If it can be crashed, we'll crash it <laughs> when we want to, yeah. because otherwise I will use a software like it's intended because i don't want to like pull out people's you know edge cases but if you ask us yeah. to pull out edge cases we were like hammer the keyboard and just like click places like 10 times on the button and uh things yeah, will crash yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah yeah i'm sure about that yeah um 
honestly, we don't have a staging environment. Mm. Um, and it's mostly because I'd be the only one using the staging environment for the most part. So it feels like not worth the time and money to, to, to set it up. And also from past experience, like staging environments are nice, but they, they are staging environments. They are not production environments. Uh, the real problems, like the real <laughs> hairy stuff only happens in production because yeah, that's, yeah. that's usually the stuff you don't anticipate. So you don't test on your staging environment and mm. don't prepare the staging environment in the, in the right way. So I feel like at this point, it's it doesn't make any sense to have one so <laughs> but yeah um that's the that's the news on the on the double opt-in uh front um because i'm scared i didn't roll it out yet and instead played around with um our identity resolution implementation that i worked on earlier this year and i also signed up uh created a um what's it called like a connected thing in stripe like uh, the userless account now is able to accept connections to other user uh, to other stripe accounts and i started just playing around with like sending stripe events from other accounts to to user lists and then recording them as as events on users and stuff like that and while it's still a hacky implementation it kind of works already so it's yeah, it's getting there. Like we might be able to roll out a Stripe integration sometime. You're saying all my in code? The next couple of months. I can just delete my code. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I'm all for <laughs> deleting code, but <laughs> yeah, deleting code is the best. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, but I can blame it on you those... when it doesn't work. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I guess the, the main purpose of this experiment or just like playing around with it was like I started another list of like things I have to think about and don't have to forget. So um, it's not production ready at all yet, but um, at least it gets my mind into the right problem space to start figuring out what needs to be done there and what's, what else is missing. So that's, that's kind of fun. Um, yeah. So what's other... what what is identity resolution since I wasn't here at the beginning of the year? Oh yeah, so um like up until earlier this year, up until we started doing the marketing stuff, we only had like we required you to send a user identifier and we identify the user and update the user based on that. Now with the marketing feature coming, that is no longer a requirement, so you can send a user identifier or an email address. Um but like once we start connecting other services, um, we don't necessarily have those in those other services. So we have like in Stripe, if you're lucky, you have an email address. But um, if if you're not lucky, then you just have a Stripe customer ID. And the identity resolution mechanism is basically trying to figure out like whatever you send us, we try to figure out which user this belongs to. Um, so ideally, you'd at least tell us about a user and maybe their email address and then possibly their Stripe uh, customer ID or something like that. And the next time we get an event from Stripe with that user ID in there, we can just like attach that event to that particular user or in, other, in any other combination of things. Like mm. um, maybe create create a user if we, if we see that as a new customer in Stripe, create a new user based on the data we get from Stripe and things like that. So um, Interesting. Yeah. 
that's the that's the yeah the thing that's now like kind of starting to work um we had a working implementation like a prototype earlier this year but this is like the first time it's actually working with real data other than like me coming up with things and of course i already discovered stuff i didn't consider and i have to fix and adjust um but yeah it's it's a good time to start building that list i guess yeah um the other thing that we did last week was um uh jane hired a uh, basically a virtual assistant to help with marketing tasks and they're like they're supposed to help out with the website a little bit, um, like add new pages, um, manage manage the knowledge base and stuff like that. Um, but the tricky thing is, like uh, at some point last year, we migrated our website from WordPress to to a static site, so it's basically a bunch of files on GitHub <laughs> and uh, and a little bit of Ruby code that just like builds those into into HTML files that we then deploy in Netlify. Um, and that's, that new marketing hire was of course a windows user. <laughs> so we had to try to get everything set up on a windows machine. And I've heard a lot of good things about like developing on windows recently. Like it seems to be improving quite a bit compared to what it was like, I don't know, 10 years ago, but to be honest, we're still, <laughs> 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 it was still a massive undertaking to get this going. I think we spent like three hours in total. Like I think we did three one-hour calls um, with them just trying to set it up. Plus a lot of uh, uh, several hours in addition of me just doing research and trying to figure out what's what do we have to install and stuff like that. And at first we tried like just installing Ruby on Windows and then... Uh, the libraries and all the dependencies. And of course there was one of the dependencies required a, a library that wasn't present. And now you have to figure <laughs> out how to install the library and get it compiled. And what like, yeah, it was a, it was a mess. Um, so what we then tried was um, Visual Studio Code has a feature that's called, I think it's called remote code or remote containers. So you add a bunch of files to the to the project, and it will basically connect to um, Docker and fire up like a, an isolated container, and then connect into that. And like you manage like your files within the container and the dependencies within the container, and it compiles everything in the container. But you don't have to do anything like other than uh, opening the project in VS Code mm -hmm. with that. That setting enabled, and that ultimately uh, was was the thing that got us up and running. Um, so now they have a uh, a working version of Docker installed, which was an undertaking in itself. But so what? Did, um, you, did you check out um, Code Sandbox? Because that's like basically I, isn't that the same thing, but just online. I have not checked out Code Sandbox, to be honest. I checked out GitHub Code Spaces. Yeah. Which sounds like it's probably similar. Yeah, I think um, it's basically it's, the same. Yeah, currently it's still, like, Code Spaces is still invite-only, and while they mm. applied for an invite, they didn't get one. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, 
and like I'd prefer them to just like use code spaces because mm-hmm. then it's essentially the same thing, but instead of having to install Docker, it just like yeah. connects. Yeah. VS Code just connects to that remote service. Um, but yeah, like it, now that we got it working, it's a great setup, to be honest. And you wonder like why people think it's hard to like get into web dev. Like usually if you if you're learning, you you have some old yeah. maybe some old laptop and, and obviously often Windows and then you just want to do some like JavaScript coding and and it's yeah. like, well, before you can do that, let's just like send you through yeah. this, like adventure that has nothing to do with the thing you're learning. And then maybe you'll yeah. come out to the other side or maybe you won't. Um, so I tried now, I tried to send people to code sandbox because at least they can get an environment <laughs> up and running fairly quickly and it crashes sometimes, but at least they're not in some kind of like dependency black hole yeah. where they just can't get themselves out of it. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, like maybe I, well, no, it, now it's working. We don't touch anything else. <laughs> well, Probably wouldn't work in Code Sandbox. They probably don't have a Ruby thing, so. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I have okay, no idea. I'm just trying true. to make you feel better. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. Um, anyways, now it's working, so it's all good. Um, but yeah, that was that was quite an adventure. But um, shout out to Visual Studio Code Remote whatever extension. Um, in the end, it turned out to be pretty cool. Um, cool. So yeah, um, and the last exciting news, sort of, uh, is I got vaccinated. <laughs> Woo! The first one? Uh, no, it's actually the second one. So now I'm fully, fully vaccinated fully since vaccinated. last Friday. So um, you, now you're even allowed into Norway without quarantine. Yeah, I think I have to wait two weeks before I can yeah. actually yeah, make true. use of everything. But <laughs> yeah, like I had a discussion with with a friend earlier today, and. I was, it really like it really needs like I it's I'm not used to being allowed to go places anymore. Like it's like what can I can I just fly into another country? What what? Yeah, can, 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 I, can I? I'm allowed in a restaurant. What? <laughs> <laughs> so it still takes some adjustments. And um, he was like, "Yeah, what's your plans for a vacation?" I'm like, um, I didn't even think about it until. You asked because I didn't consider being allowed to go on a vacation or, well, go elsewhere. Let's put mm-hmm. it that way. Yeah. Take time off is still allowed. Uh, but yeah, um, it's strange. Like you, I, we, we got so used to not being able to go anywhere that now going anywhere or like traveling feels super strange. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a hot tip, though. Um, a friend who lives in Berlin, uh, she went to um, Madeira. Uh, mm-hmm. and was very that was like super good she said very uh, great place to go and not that far for like your first <laughs> you're, you're like yeah. first foray out of out of the country <laughs> yeah yeah that's true maybe yeah maybe something like that I'm not a, I'm not entirely sure if I'm ready to go on an airplane yet but yeah well maybe we'll see <laughs> i just want to go to sweden which is like the neighbor country it's it's not that yeah. far um but i'll probably be going in october september end of september i think i can go nice so we'll get there we'll get there and then 
<laughs> and then we can have slow yeah. and studied live <laughs> somewhere and somewhere in the world in like a year. Um, yeah, like we still haven't met. Like I haven't met Brian in person yet. So um, there was some on the plan for last year uh, for Microcon US, I think in April last year. But yeah, stuff happened and. We didn't yeah. see each other in person. <laughs> I would love to and go I to MicroConf. You, so. MicroConf is like on my on my bucket list. That would be a great place to go. Uh, feels very much aligned. Totally with, recommended. Yeah, aligned with what I'm trying to do. So, I yeah. yeah, I agree. It's a great conference. There's MicroConf Europe. I think it's in early October. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> And I think like it's in Croatia and I think you can go if you're vaccinated. But uh, as I said, like still the thought of doing this still feels super, super weird. Yeah. I well, still have to get used to this. <laughs> October is months ahead. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> months ahead. Yeah. So what's your focus yeah. for next week? Um well, I I, I should probably ship the uh, the double opt-in thing and at least get you to use it. Mm -hmm. um, and the other non-exciting thing is one of our customers who's trying out the new themes feature in UserList sent a screenshot of an email they sent to the customers in Outlook 2016 or something like that. And people probably already know what i'm about to say it looks like crap like it's totally <laughs> messed up <laughs> so um that's the other thing i will be doing this week like fix the, the branded email template to work on old outlook clients <laughs> yeah could you just like strip it <laughs> just like stri flag users who's ever opened anything in like 2016 and be like you're getting text only um yeah emails. yeah that would be a smart idea yeah yeah but they'll still still get that first worst the first bad one though but yeah 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 i'm gonna launch I mean, and then vacay that's my plans for the next week you're leaving for your vacation tomorrow right well, that's good. A work. We're leaving for a workation tomorrow. Workation. Okay. Yeah. And then you launch on Thursday and then you're taking the rest of the week off or what's the plan there? Yeah, I think we're going to launch on Thursday and I'm going to be pretty on on Thursday. So I'm going to send Ula and the intern out on exploring the island. Um, and then the next couple of days, I think I'll just be answering questions on different platforms but maybe I'm just going to do mornings, like get up a little bit early and answer people's questions for like an hour or two, if there are any. And then um, we'll be back on Tuesday for next week's recording. And oh, we were planning to come back on Tuesday anyway. Um, and then for that week, I'll try to do some of these streams, like a stream. And if I see that nobody if i have like a slow sign up then i'm gonna try and do one of one of those free webinars with a, like an introduction mm. to uh, gatsby functions but if it's filling up i'm not gonna do that like <laughs> so i want to be like, if, if people if people are buying without me doing another webinar then i'm just gonna leave it be um and then i thought i have bonuses so i have several people who have said yes to doing bonuses and then i thought i'd I'll kind of like drop instead of telling everybody or 
saying who they are and what they will be talking about um, on Thursday, I'm going to like drip those out over the next 17 days. So I have nice. three and I have another one in the works. I'm hoping to get five so that there's a bonus every week too. And then kind of drip that out. So that's cool. I think I mentioned yeah, one good... last week's stream. So go back and listen to that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a smart idea. That gives you a reason to just mention uh, Gatsby Summer Functions every single day or at least a couple of times a week. So yep. it's a good idea. Yeah. Yep. So. Nice. <laughs> Crossing cool. my fingers. <laughs> yeah, good luck for the launch. Uh, I'm excited to hear how it's going. Yep. Yep. See you next week. Or talk to yep. you next week. But we can see each other. The audience can't see us. It's very confusing. <laughs> yeah, totally confusing. Since, since yeah. I'm and used maybe... to live streaming. <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully Brian will be joining us again. We'll see. That would be nice. So talk to yeah. you next week. Yep. Bye. Bye.